0: Welcome to the Loaded Goat. I'm Aaron,
1: and I'm Aaron's friend Christopher. You are my friend, and your name is Christopher. How you doing? Things are good. Dog days of summer, baby. It's stagnant heat, but I it like is. the sunshine. How are you doing? It's
0: hot. It is hot here. I uh, I don't mean to all you know carry on about the heat, but we've also been having some crazy rainstorms, and it is funny. So it's funny the other day Randy Turner called me while I was driving right in the middle of a monsoon. And he wanted to tell me a few things. The first thing, and the storm just kept getting worse and worse and worse. But the first thing he told me was Wallace Ford, that guy who played A.B.'s annoying old boyfriend, Roger Hanover, on an episode a few weeks back. Yes, sir. He was also the clown in the movie Freaks. Did you ever see that, the 1932 movie? No. Are you familiar with it? No, but I know, I you know, they're freaks in my life. There are freaks in your life. There are freaks in your life, and I and he and a few other people have have followed up. I was wrong on the statement about Aunt B um, having children. I misheard oh, really? something on the new housekeeper where she said most of the youngins. I took care of her gone and I took it up as most of my youngins or most of my children are gone. But really, at the end of the day, she just um, took care of other people's children.
1: So is, do we know that or is that just a theory that the glitterati of the Andy Griffith world are are all aligned around? Is that I mean, the only moment that she says? 'Cause that I to me that goes either way.
0: I well, her name's also B Taylor. It's not something else. That was something else that Randy pointed out. And then I then the monsoon really, really started getting bad. And I told Randy, it's getting crazy here. I need to get home. And he told me to drive carefully. And I said, Don't you tell me what to do? Don't you tell I'm me what to, <laughs> don't you correct just,
1: me and don't you tell me what to do. I'm just getting down the ladder. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. On what? On uh, Ampy ha- having children.
0: You're, you're, you're still, you still got my back here, even though she,
1: what I am, yeah, I am completely on your side. There's no side. I have, even acquiesced though Randy that I was, is way taller than you, I'm going to take your side. I have
0: acquiesced that I'm wrong here. I was, I've acquiesced that I made a mistake. Well, I'm telling you, you don't have to. Well, I appreciate that, but you never <laughs> give up. The ship has already sailed. I've, I'm going to fight the fights that need fighting, and this is not a fight. This is a. Right. This is a, this is something I lost. Let's talk I was immigration. Uh, let's just talk. Let's talk me into the middle. The All episode right, we do that we're doing too. today. What'd you think?
1: Good episode, new storyline. Yeah, I'm happy with it. I, I kind of like when Andy's made the putts by the putzes. Is maybe how I'd characterize this show.
0: I mean, everybody at the end of this episode should turn their wrath to Barney Fife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. don't. And they don't. I mean that's what's so funny. Somehow everybody blames somebody else except the man who's caused all this pro all this strife. Yep. yep. Yeah.
1: So Barney's got to get get going.
0: Yeah. Stirring up strife. So do you want to go ahead and Fife. dive in? Strife by Fife? Fife strife. strife. By Fife. Strife by Fife. Okay, there we go. We got it. That should be a. That should be a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. All right. So you want to dive in?
1: Yeah, let's. Uh, I might go feet first, but yeah, let's let's do it.
0: All right. This episode first aired on November second, nineteen sixty four, and it opens with Andy and Helen walking up to the jail, and they've just had lunch, and they plan to meet at eight o'clock, and he tells her to wear the pretty green dress
1: that he likes. So I just saw the show. Tick tick boom. And there's a song called The Green Green Dress, 20 buttons on a strap. What a pleasure to undress. So I got that song stuck in my head after I said that line.
0: Yeah, we don't we don't we don't we don't talk about that, about that, about undressing on the Andy Griffiths show. I wasn't
1: implying that. I was just quoting someone.
0: Fair enough. It is like as you watch the two of them when they actually do these scenes together, and it's like it's been so hit or miss, but this is one where we really got to see some back and forth with um. Andy Griffith and Anita Kirsh, so they really do have a great chemistry.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's more rapport here than we have ever seen. Yes, but a flame that burns too bright might go out. Foreshadowing.
0: There's no. This flame continues to burn for seasons to come. Okay. So just then, Barney storms past them into the jail, and Andy goes in to see what's going on. Barney's like leaned against the wall, like staring off in the distance. And he gives Barney a minute, and then he starts to ask, and Barney says he doesn't want to talk about it. And then he keeps saying it and keeps saying it. But of course, it eventually reveals that he and Thelma Lou had a fight.
1: Dot dot dot. And
0: I'm on Thelma Lou's side um, with when he breaks down what the fight was about. The fight.
1: Wait, wait, quick thing. Have you ever had a friend that tries to like talk to you like they? Won't, I'm not going to share, but then they share. And does that exact same thing The Barney's like, I'm not, I don't want to get into it, blah, 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 I don't want to get into it, blah, 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 blah.
0: Not since high school. And this yeah. episode is straight out of high school.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I have yeah. not either.
0: Yeah. So, the fight fight boils down to the fact that Thelma Lou says he doesn't take her anywhere. And I can't really do it all justice off the top of my head. But it's like they go to church. They watch TV. He takes her to the diner for the special. Maybe I can't remember what the other two things are, but it's just like, and then it turns out that she thinks he's cheap. Well, I mean, he he
1: totally is. It's also small town living. Like they go to the diner. Okay. What other stores? Also, it's pretty bold of, of Barney to take her to the diner with Juanita working there.
0: You know, I've never thought about that, but that is you. That is like, that is extremely valid.
1: Yeah. That's the number one rule of, of being a playboy. You don't you don't take your one of your girlfriends to the other girlfriend's employer. Well, Barney is not a playboy. I mean, but I do think then polygamy, like uh you know, non-monogamy.
0: I don't I think I think some heavy flirting is what I would think. I don't think of Barney as a Playboy or anything like that. I do think Juanita is I I, I may be wrong here, but Juanita is the type of uh person to you know I could be wrong is the type of person to basically uh, you know show up at your front door saying he's been oh, yeah. cheating on you with me
1: absolutely with a dead cat
0: with a dead cat i mean you know i, I maybe that's maybe that's giving one e to maybe we're we're selling one e to short or we're not we're
1: not well oh, i think i think that is not selling short i think that's holding someone up to a high standard
0: but, but yeah i mean so i can't even imagine if barney brings Thelma Lou in and sits down. What Juanita's got to be thinking when they're yeah. at the yep. diner. Preach it. I hadn't even thought about that. Well, we don't go down that road. The point is, is Barney Lou thinks he's cheap. He is cheap. Barney can't live with the idea that someone thinks he's cheap. Um, Barney then carries on about how five years was waste were wasted, and Andy tries to console him, and then Barney says they weren't meant for each other. Maybe they weren't meant for each other. And Andy gives a very weak, a very, very weak, I can't stress this enough, and placating response of it's possible.
1: Yeah. You know, I was thinking here that it would be what Andy said is basically the old-timey version of uh, some people are here for a reason, some people are here for a season.
0: Yeah. That's who said that.
1: I don't know. I think probably you know Becky with the good hair.
0: Becky with the good hair.
1: Oh, that's a Beyonce quote. Okay, that so, just whole joke just flopped so badly.
0: I mean, sorry, um, you know, I I, I I let you down. Okay. He then says he'll be a bachelor like Jed McIntyre, who has been living alone for 25 years in a shack. And every time you see him, he's just happy with the big, broad smile. And then Andy responds with, Yeah, but he's talk basically says, Yeah, talking to himself. Yeah. You know, and then it could be yeah, you know, Barney's, Barney's future. Yeah. And then, but it's not going to be because Andy says he might change his mind after a good night's sleep. And Barney says he's finished with women for good. Cut to Barney and Thelma Lou making out on the porch. And uh,
1: this is kind of, is this the first episode that we've seen a lot of kissing?
0: I mean, I think we've seen some kissing on some other on some other episodes, but it's um, I think we've seen, I, you know, a lot of the times it's Barney and Thelma Lou, like Barney always trying to kiss Thelma Lou and Thelma Lou going, oh, Barney, stop it, you know, or things like that. But and I mean, we see kisses, but not there's a lot yeah, of kissing. full
1: frontal snogging, which <laughs> is what this is.
0: It was, you know, full front, full frontal snogging. So they're not doing side kisses or anything like that. Or what is that? Yeah. Or or, did you ever see that video? the, The rappers doing that song, Give Me That Christian Side Hug. No. Oh, it was the idea was it was like they were doing this rap song, and it was like almost like it was like with sirens and everything like that. It was like, give me that Christian side hug. And the idea was you can't do a front hug because that's too personal. So you do a side to side <laughs> hug. And um, they're not doing any side hugging on on, on this episode. No, that's, they that's are not. that's for sure.
1: They're not.
0: And so they both say they're sorry. Barney says he's going to start ponying up more, like a steak sandwich, was which, which is a dollar and a quarter, and soup. And salad.
1: You know more choices.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just getting it's the the whole thing is opening up and all is right in the world. And then Barney starts laughing.
1: Oh, actually, i thought for later. I'll hold it for a second. Okay. Sorry. I was thinking of a different scene. Okay.
0: And then Barney starts laughing, and Thelma Lou's like, what is it, Barney? What is it? And then finally he shares that Andy said that Thelma Lou may not be the one for him, which is no, not any Barney. Oh, Barney.
1: He, did,
0: he and did. Andy real dirty there. He did Andy real dirty there, and it was un, it was un, an unnecessary mistake. Yeah, completely. and so Thelma Lou gets upset. She goes in a huff inside. She's thinking I think Andy Thelma does. Thelma Lou is warranted to be
1: mad about this.
0: Oh yeah, no, this is this is. Yeah. I mean, the the problem if there's anything that ever ever yeah, Thelma Lou, as they say later, is acting a little childish, but. Every, the biggest mistake everybody makes is giving Barney Fife the benefit of the doubt. Correct. Correct. Yeah. The um. So she goes inside in a huff. She thinks Andy doesn't like her, and Barney screams, well, don't take it out on me. I was just trying to make conversation, which is just <laughs> really funny. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, Andy comes in and says Thelma Lou wouldn't speak to him on the street, and Barney tells him what happened, and Andy basically says that he didn't say that, and he was obviously just trying to make Barney feel better. It's and, just
1: this is, I mean, this is let's talk new storyline, but like predictable flow. But what I do like is that they build from here out, right? They do. Yeah.
0: They do. I mean, we're we're in the same sort of tr- misunderstanding caused by Barney trope that um in relationships that we've seen in a lot of episodes. I mean, we've seen it with the fun girls, we've seen it, we've seen it elsewhere. Um, and this is one where barney is barney is exceptionally you know you're you're just kind of like they could all turn their wrath on barney at the end of this episode because then barney goes to lecture andy about keeping his nose out of other people's relationships and then punctuate punctuates it with am i getting through to you fella and um, (laughs) andy is like irritated And with him, he turns around, and Barney then comments on how red his neck is. I'm just kind of like... They're taking cheap shots. They are taking cheap shots. And then, of course, Thelma Lou and Helen are chatting, and Thelma Lou is still upset. And Helen suggests that Barney may never have exaggerated. No, I'm sorry. Helen suggests that Barney may have over-exaggerated, and he asks if she has discussed this with Andy. I mean, this is like the most this is like the most I mean, obviously, this episode, it kind of reminds me of like I went and saw L.A. Confidential with this person in college. I told you this story and she kept going every time something happened. She'd go, wow. Oh, man. (laughs) And uh, we do that through everything. But have you ever seen L.A. Confidential? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they t- they killed those people who were the suspects at the very beginning. And she turns to me in the middle and goes, I don't think it's them because this movie wouldn't would be over by now. And I was like, yep.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yep. it would. Yep. I uh, love so, you. Please marry me.
0: Yeah. No, it was, it was like I, I went home and I said, Mom, I found the one. No, the um, – <laughs> so the so, – um, so basically she um, – says she never wants to speak with Andy again. And instead of just saying, yeah, you're right, Barney probably over-exaggerated and I should just go ask Andy. And and Helen tells Thelma Lou she doesn't think she's being fair. And then Helen says she's not going to try to get in the middle of it. And Thelma Lou starts to leave and Helen asks that she stay and that she has never seen her act this childish before. And you, can't imma- you can imagine... All that, Thelma Lou's, all, all that Thelma Lou hears is that she's being childish.
1: Yeah, which like never plays well.
0: No, you don't ever want to call someone. You don't ever really. I mean, Dale Carnegie's "How to Win, Inf, win Friends and Influence People" <laughs> did not ever say, you know what? Comment on their maturity level in a situation. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's when
1: people are all riled up, put them in a box.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tell them they're tell them they're immature. That'll 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 win them over. And she says, "It's nice to know who your friends are," and she storms off. Womp 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 womp. womp. So later, Barney comes in the jail and says, "What's with Helen Crump?" And Barney says, "Helen called Thelma Lou a child," and Andy agrees that Thelma Lou is acting pretty ridiculous. And Barney says he's seen Helen act childish too. And Andy asks when. And yeah, this episode is so quotable at times because it's like Barney goes today. I think it's pretty childish of Helen Delphine Malucci. She's acting like a child. I mean, it's just it's so it's so funny. And Andy disagrees and tells Barney he's acting like a child. Um, And Barney says, "Take the Dame's side." And Andy's not having that. What did Dame mean back then? Oh, I think the fun girls were dames. You know, like okay, ditzy, you know, you know, you know. Unscrupulous carefree women who may or may not be running up and down the road with some traveling sales. So it's not know? like
1: Dame Judy Dench.
0: No, okay. no, I that's uh, that is you know, when you if you I guess if they called her Dame Helen Crump, that might be um, something yeah. more respectable. But when they call her Helen Crump a dame, that's not that's not um, that's not the same same thing. I agree. So Andy says, don't call Helen a dame, and after a back and forth, Barney Fife. Finally says, so deep a friendship hath one man for another that no female caress shall ever tear it asunder. Boy, the guy that wrote that must have been some kind of nut. And, you know, <laughs> this is from the Gospel of John. So, it's like, you know. Oh, is the, it? Is yeah, it? Okay. yeah. And um, we go There's to There's also a
1: modern day saying for that that I think is, is adapted from that that I won't say here. Is it? Is it
0: start with bros?
1: It It is. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that was from the Bible.
0: That's not. Imagine from the if Bible. the
1: bros knew that that was in the Bible.
0: If the what bros knew, well, I think that I don't. I I think there has been, there's been famous phrases. There's been phrases for putting your friend, male friendships before women since time immemorial.
1: Um, I mean, male chauvinism is as old as as old as Job. You know, <laughs>
0: as old as Job.
1: Old as Adam. Old as, it is, as old as Adam.
0: Yeah. Ugh. So this episode was produced by Pod Machine. They do great podcasts at a great rate. Go to podmachine.com to learn more and enter Loaded Goat at checkout for a 10% discount. After the break, Barney pulls up to the Taylor household and honks. Andy gets in and Barney is still upset. And, and he's Andy, still picking him up. I know. I know. It's it like a four minute
1: up. walk. He does it all day.
0: I know. And he finally just says they need to work things out because Barney's still upset. And he basically says they can't let what a third party says come between them. Barney agrees to forget about it, but they need to get Helen and Thelma Lou to patch things
1: up. And don't worry, Barney Fife is on it. He's on it. He's on I it. Like Marmite on toast.
0: Yeah. Back at the jail, Thelma Lou comes in because he called her. And then Thelma Lou shows up too because he called her. And they both start to leave and Barney basically calls... Uh, go ahead. What are you going to say? Oh, well,
1: before you go, this is... When Thelma... She says she has to get back to work. What does she yeah. do? Have we ever she heard works of...
0: This? All I know is she works at an office. That's the okay. indication we get. Yeah. Okay. And so, basically, Barney calls them over-emotional women, which naturally like... irritates them. mm mm-hmm. um, Then Barney mentions the third party line, which makes Helen mad at Andy for being so insensitive.
1: I don't think this is that bad. I get the over-emotional piece for sure. I get being called child, childish for sure. Third party, it's like, just roll your eyes and be like, all right, what is this, guys? Yeah. Let's talk it out. Yeah.
0: So Andy comes in. He's happy to see them together because they've they've apparently made peace. And Helen says, the name is Helen Crump, C-R-U-M-P, and storms off. I and, do Barney, like that. and Barney tells Andy what happened, and Andy is fed up with all of them. I guess at the end of the day, he's got to have somebody in his corner so he doesn't just cast Barney out. But I would—I imagine he's got to be annoyed with him, too. Yes, completely. Yeah. So Barney says he's done trying to work things out, too. We cut to him on the porch trying to sweet-talk Phil Malou, And she says Helen is very upset and doesn't care if she sees Andy again. And Barney says Andy feels the same way.
1: I feel like their relationship was pretty thin. If this is how quickly it ends, and then also they're both so quick to move on. You've been in this relationship for a year, and that afternoon we see what's next.
0: Yeah, it is afternoon.
1: It's not even nighttime.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I don't know if we had a day pass or a night pass. I mean, because I get the impression they agreed. So I get the impression that. Going forward, they Barney and Thelma Lou agree to try to get them back together, and as they're thinking about it, Barney keeps trying to put the moves on Thelma Lou, but she rebuffs him, and they come up with the idea for a blind date where they set the two of it. I'm thinking this is like a few days down the road.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. I think it's I think it's like an hour later. You think so? Yeah,
0: I do. Uh, it could very well be. And so we later see Andy leaving with Thelma Lou and barney to go on this blind date why he is going is beyond me and they pull up to helen's house and Thelma Lou goes to get her and andy comments like this is something out of high school and i say amen to that
1: i think a blind double date my goodness it's also they didn't fully think this through it's like having both meet at the diner at seven o'clock versus picking it's so strange
0: well, this reminds me. They talk about high school. This reminds me of a high, of a fight I got with a girlfriend in high school, and this was on. So, if you were a, if you were a first year football player back then, you had to wear a skirt to school on homecoming day. Okay. Some 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 of the folks had a lot of fun with it, and um, you know, or you know, well, some people wore le- leather mini skirts and things like that. I wore a very classy um, skirt, you know, red and green skirt that went below my knees. And uh, it was something my mom let me wear. Did you have to play in it? No, we don't have to play in it. You just wear it to school that day. So I go in and uh, everybody's laughing because, it's you know, it's bus duty. Everybody thinks it's really funny. And then I see my girlfriend sitting there and she's not happy. And she won't tell me what's going on. And so I go to sit with her on the bleachers later and she gets, you know, try to sit next to her and she gets snarky with me. And so I got up, just, you know, adjusted my skirt and stormed off. (laughs) And and I don't know, I I was still never knew what was going on. And then it turned out that somebody, one of her busybody friends had said, had told her that she'd heard that I said I was getting tired of her. And, um, and then it turned out later that I, I never said that that somebody had speculated to her that said I may be getting tired of her because he because of something they because of something they saw. And so we worked things out. But it was one of those things where I was like, this was an all-day fight over- Yeah, we didn't
1: need to have this.
0: No, we didn't. But that's we very high. To be sp- a
1: pretty day in a skirt. I was hoping that she was like mad at you because you are wearing her skirt. Or you took her, you know, something like that. Well,
0: that would be that would that would be a story right there. No, I did not. And um I was, but I will say that um it, this, this 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 is one of the closer things I've ever seen to just people being silly and um there being a misunderstanding over people playing telephone. Totally. Yeah. So at Helen she sees that it's Andy, but decides to go since he's still there, and they drive out into the country. And Andy asks if they were going to see a movie. And Barney says it's an awful picture called The Monster from Out of Town. And I've just decided we should... That's just a terrible name. That's just such a funny name for a movie. But I've decided. Yes. Did did you um did you did you have come up with an idea for a plot for did. a movie name? Of the- course
1: I did. Well, I was all stressed, so I got your text that we should come up with a theme for this before. I'd, and I said agreed to doing it. And I kept looking for the season five episode monster from Out of Town. I couldn't find that, so that took me about five minutes. And then I was watching The Man in the Middle going through and I was like I don't know where this monster is going to come from and I think you, I think you were trying to trick me because oh, I think that you thought that I don't pay attention when I watch and that this is such a small little reference and it happened in the car on their double date when they're out in the desert
0: I it was not something where I was really trying to mess with you I thought we could have a little fun with this
1: All right do you want to go first or do you want me to?
0: I actually have two so I'll do my first one. Okay. Um
1: my first one is
0: this It could be like this student art house movie where it's the monster from out of town, but it's this point of view shot where this guy keeps going. This person keeps going and you don't know what the person looks like. And then you see the person's just scaring everybody and the person's doing all of these things. And you're like, what's going on? Why is this person a monster? And then it gets to and then finally you get to the end and you see they're just the person just doesn't look like them and they're not welcoming that person.
1: Oh, interesting. A little xenophobia undercurrent. Yeah. yeah. And then something flashes at the end where people can donate to create more inclusive societies.
0: I don't. I was thinking more like, more like a Twilight Zone kind of feel, oh, okay, but, cool. but that's just yeah. me.
1: Yeah. Okay. So mine is 1930s, southern small town. There's a sheriff and a deputy. They're listening to the radio. They hear on the radio an interruption from an NPR story hour. What do they hear? A terrifying serial killer is on the loose. One of the deputy, the deputy says to the sheriff, we better help. The sheriff says, no, we can do whatever we want. They'll tell us it's not going to come anywhere near our little small town. And they'll let us know if that happens. Flash two, the monster from out of town is in town. And the sheriff and the deputy have to go try to get them. So they're driving all around town. They go out. They decide to split up because there's this annoying thing that's happening with the dog. And then all of a sudden, the sheriff and the deputy go different ways. The deputy runs into the monster from out of town. He sees him, pulls him, handcuffs him behind his back, pulls him in. Then the sheriff finds them in in, uh, locked in an old cabin. They do this like weird little thing, trick him, grab him, pull the gun. End up res- arresting him. Boom! Monster from out of town.
0: I feel like you are you. You have basically just lifted the story of every manhunt Andy Griffith episode and slapped it on the monster. From and out it of works town.
1: for those writers. Why can't I get away with it?
0: Well, you you raise a good point.
1: You raise a good point. <laughs> thank you very much.
0: The other idea I had was the monster from out of town was a movie that ended up being remade as Predator 2. As okay. predator, predator 1, have you seen Predator 1? Yes. Okay, so Predator 1, great action movie in the jungle. Have you ever seen Predator 2? No. If predator 2 takes place in Los Angeles, and Danny Glover's a cop, and he's trying to take out the, the Predator. It's, it's not as good. It's a little... It's not as good as the first one, by any stretch of the imagination. But the tagline was... He's in town with a few days to kill, and so I was just like, "That'd be perfect for the monster from out of town." Yeah, I like it. You know, I like yeah. it. But um, I think we we could go in different we could go in different directions with this title. I think we could. Yeah. So I could bar-
1: let all of them to go to pilot.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so that'll 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 send this that'll get this is exactly what these projects need is your approval. Thank you. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So Barney and Thelma Lou go for a walk, and Andy and Helen make up. It doesn't take very long for this because the whole thing is kind of dumb. And Thelma Lou come back fighting. Thelma Lou and Barney come back fighting about going dancing, and Thelma Lou, Thelma Lou asks Andy and Helen if she is right. And Helen starts to speak, and Andy stops her, and they start kissing. And Barney says, boy, as soon as they're through, are we ever going to have a fight? And we go to commercial. <laughs> cute yeah in the epilogue andy is playing his guitar and singing to helen she asks him to sing the fox and andy says barney likes to sing that too and he calls for it's fun hymn. to
1: watch his fingers play the fox song yeah
0: yeah. and Thelma Lou comes out and barney follows and he's covered in lipstick kisses and he says he has to go home and we close kissy I, kissy 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 kissy, kissy. The one thing I also I understand that you know you don't want to be smirch reputations and everything like that, but they do often. There's a lot of making out around each other that these that these two couples do.
1: Very high school.
0: Very high school. Yeah. Yeah. So, um how many whistles would you give this? Seven. New
1: storyline. Oh. Easy to watch. I think that's yeah. fair. I'd give it. I'd give
0: it seven. Yeah. It's, right. uh, seven it's, it's it's up. It's very quotable,
1: but mm-hmm. it's also
0: it's also it kind of very in the same in the same space of what we've you know of the great misunderstanding episodes. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. Any final thoughts? No, sir. It's been a pleasure to see you.
0: It's Been a pleasure to see you too. Um, check us out. Thanks to everybody for listening. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. And if you think about it, subscribe. Next week we'll do Barney's uniform. Until then, Christopher, let's go see the monster from out of town.
1: Okay.